Greetings everyone and welcome back to Now This Is Podcasting. I'm your host Hamish Smith and I'm joined by my co-host Rory Williams. Hello there. Welcome back to the show man. So I just want to apologise before we get into this one with the last podcast being very, very late. Wi-Fi in my area is garbage. It's totally trash. (laughs) So I managed to get it uploaded. I uh, went to another house and I got it uploaded on some super fast broadband. So it's up now. Link in the description, check out the last episode. But that's not the only exciting thing that's happened this week. Last Friday, Mandalorian Season 2, Chapter 9 was released. I love it. You gotta love it. It's, it was so good, honestly. Was... I think it, I'd say that's probably one of the best Mandalorian episodes so far. 100%. Definitely. It totally blew me out of the water. I was one of the sad acts that was up at 7am to watch it. Had nothing else to do that day. Yeah, I had a uni all day. I had to wait until like <laughs> three or four, I think, I had to watch it or something like that. Jeez. Avoiding Facebook for spoilers, group chats. Yeah. Hellish. I c- couldn't be me. Had to get up at seven <laughs> for it. But it was unbelievable. So that's all this episode's going to be about. We've not got three topics. We've got the one. So we're just going to dive right into a little episode breakdown. We're going to just tell you what happened if you hadn't seen it already. Just want to mention this now, spoilers ahead. I should have mentioned that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is also slapped on the thumbnail as well. Big red spoiler sign. So there is going to be spoilers ahead, obviously. Let's just dive right into it then. So episode breakdown, we start with the Mandalorian walking down a gloomy street. Creatures in the background, not looking fun for the Mando. And he goes into a boxing area after speaking to this pretty cool twilight looking dude and he goes in to this bar where they meet Gore Koresh. Rory correct me, did I get that name right? It's Gore Koresh, yes. Gore Koresh, this weird looking orc kind of guy, orc cyclops looking guy, he's got one big eye. Scary, scary looking guy, he's he's joined by his little band of mercenaries anyway, Mando, and yeah. join in for a little chat about where to find another Mandalorian. No. Just to just to confirm, uh, Gorkoresh is an Abyssin. That's yeah. not a species. All oh, right, yeah, we were rattling our brains to find out what what that species was because I don't think we've ever seen it in Star Wars before, have we? Oh no, it's uh, it's showed up before uh, at least oh, right. in mention. Yeah. So anyway, we meet this species, Gorkoresh. He's uh he's chilling. He's got he's obviously a rich man, as we can tell. He's got a nice little boxing ring. Yeah, and, watching uh, the Gamorreans. The Gamorreans. I was just going to say Jabba's guards. <laughs> yeah, Gamorrean guards. That's yeah, where they're so... most famous from, episode mm-hmm. six. Yeah, definitely. Jabba's guards. Obviously, Jabba's deed. So they've, they've yeah. got to find work. They find work in scrapping. So they're having a little chat. You could tell right off the bat this guy's hostile. He talks about wanting Mando's armor and he puts a bet on with Mando. Mando, he's a smart guy. He ain't going to put his armor up to, up to chance. All of a sudden, this guy. Gorkoresh pulls out a gun and shoots one of the Gamorians, and a little fight breaks out. Everyone runs out of the boxing ring. We're, we're not even, well, we're probably about five minutes into the episode, and Mando's already got some fighting to do. Yep, already. Already. It takes but, out four of them at once, though, so it's not yeah. much fighting. Mando, you know, he's he, he isn't going to lose to these gangsters. So he kicks their asses and leaves where, as Gorkoresh is running at the door like a child. After, after, still threatening as well. Yeah. But 
before we get to what happened to Gokuresh, what was that Gamorian doing, jumping out of the ring and through a table? Yeah, I don't think the Gamorians are the smartest species in Star Wars. <laughs> he, he does like this swanton bomb type thing, jumps out of the ring. Now, don't get me wrong, that's pretty impressive. He jumps over yeah. three ropes. But yeah, just but crashes if there's the... somebody on that table, <laughs> but there wasn't. <laughs> it, it, it did seem quite, uh, quite bizarre, but anyway, it, it gave me a bit of comic relief. Mr. Gokuresh is now running for his life. He's a small chubby little guy, he ain't getting nowhere. Mando catches him with a rope and hangs him over a lamppost. And he finally gets his information. Mando wanted to know if there was any other Mandalorians out there, and he gets his information. about one on Tatooine? Now, that already had my head thinking, who's a Mando yeah. that's on Tatooine? I turned to my brother and was like, oh my god, Boba Fett, <laughs> we're about to see him. Yeah, he's coming, he's coming. So, we see him, Gorkoresh, hanging from a lamppost. Guy's looking screwed, Mando's gonna kill him. But then Mando's like, nah, I, I'm not going to hurt you, bro. Uh, and, and he dips. He dips with Baby Yoda, who, by the way, at it a minute ago, he was hiding in his uh, in his little pod. Yeah. So uh, they're leaving. Mando's taking the child, leaving. And Gokrash is screaming, cut me down, cut me down, cut me down. Mando's like, look, dude, I, I'm not going to kill you. But these dogs are. They start appearing from the darkness. Mando shoots out the light so that these dog things hear the screams mm. and, they, and, they, and they kill Gokrash. We don't see it. Because then the intro starts. Mando walks towards the camera. Yeah. Goes all black. Can we get our intro? So Rory, I've I've kind of hogged the, the spotlight here. Where do we go in the Razor Crest? Well, with our new intro? we go to Tatooine. We go to Hangar Three Five or Peli Motel's Hangar Bay, most likely, where we meet a character who we first met in. I forget the name of the episode, but yeah, I think it was Mando. episode six or seven. Yeah, who is very excited to see Baby Yoda again. Yeah, well, I mean, what, care, it was caretaker for an episode. Yeah, she babysat him for a, a, a short while while Mando was off doing stuff, but this time Mando wants to keep Baby Yoda with him. So that's uh, his first encounter on Tatooine, and he gets told that uh, the place he's meant to go to, which is, let me just check, I'm trying, I'm trying to look on um, it was Mos, Wikipedia. Mos Pet. Heslo? Pe- Pelgo. That's Pelgo. it. Mos Pelgo, sorry. My brain just went there. Yeah, I couldn't remember um, the name of it either, to be honest. Yeah, and it's apparently it's a city that's been lost to time. It's been mm. basically completely destroyed after the fall of the Empire. And it's uh, some Mandel sets off on his way there. It's exciting stuff. We travel across the desert. We see Tusken Raiders, well known Mandel's pally with those uh, yeah. those dudes. The only one who is. Yeah. Everyone else hates who's... them. Yeah, that's true. He's the only guy to really speak to them. But that just shows Mando's intelligence because those guys, those guys are horrible people. The Tusken Raiders are nasty, but they're they're skillful, they're smart, and mm. if you're on their good side, they can be reliable. So Mando is chilling with them. You know, he's having a, a nice drink with them. He's vibing with them before setting off on his adventure. And then we arrive at this town, this wrecked town. You could see it spin through a hell of a time. It's not looking good. Mm. And this clip of him rolling in, you could just feel the Western, the Western genre pulling you into the screen. Like, it, you could just tell. Really that was, that, that yeah. confirmed it for me that they're basing this off a of Western. So yeah. comes in on his speeder. Yeah, and... he seemed to be like one of the first people to have ever showed up there in so long. Yeah. Oh, yeah. turning into Everyone was in awe to see 
the shiny best guy honor of the of Din Djarin, the Mando, and he and he pulls up to a bar, goes into the bar, leaving Baby Yoda outside as well. Yeah, I was so, wondering what, why he's doing that first. <laughs> so uh, he goes in. Tatooine isn't the most pleasant place in the world. Oh yeah, definitely. It's it's not a lovely place. So he goes into this bar where we meet another character. Do you know the race of it? We see this race oh, all yeah. the time. Yeah, it's uh, a weak way. So he goes up to this bartender and he's like, right, rumor has it there's a Mando in these parts. What can you tell me? And then this is it. We see that shiny, well, not so shiny, green. Not so shiny at all. Green. Yeah. Beskar armor, the iconic helmet from episode five and six, standing yeah. in the doorway of this bar. Even, oh. even at that point, I was like, "Oh my god, it's, it's Boba Fett!" But I, yeah. I was trying to doubt myself because I didn't really think that they were going to show Boba Fett there, and I was right yeah. eventually. Sure enough, Boba Fett quotation marks walks in and he's he talks, and as soon as you hear him talk, you're like, "Who's this?" Yeah, guy? yeah, that's not that's not Tamira Morrison's voice. Yeah, that that's that's not the guy we know and love. So he goes, he sits down. Well, first getting a drink, thirsty man, mm. and he sits down and he uh, takes off his helmet, revealing this absolute hunk of sexiness. <laughs> and oh Vant. God, yeah, he he can have me, by the way. <laughs> Cobb Vant is chilling with his slick yes. back hair. That dude was looking cool. He was loving oh, yeah. his armor. Honestly, uh, Timothy Oliphant. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the first time we've seen Cobb Vant. Yeah, I've seen no. it in uh, comics, books. Yeah, the first appearance was in a 2015 novel called Aftermath, uh, which yeah. is written by Chuck Wendig. So we see, we've seen him before. Well, we've not seen him before, but we've, we know who yeah, he this, is. Yeah, him. this is his live-action debut. He's chilling. You can already tell there's going to be confrontation. Mando wants his armor, but Vance says that it's his armor now. He's defended this town. He's the marshal. That's what the episode's titled. Mm. He's the marshal of this town. And he's not going to give it up easy. And you can tell that things were about to kick off. And all of a sudden, everything starts shaking. And we get Indeed. the live-action debut of the Crate Dragon. Well, the live-action alive debut of the Crate Dragon. <laughs> the thing shakes the town. Everyone's fearing for their lives as it travels through the burrows of sand underneath. Yeah, he what? turns the sand into the sea. Yeah, oh yeah, he makes it shake, it was, it was scary. It, bring, it brings, yeah, it brings a whole new meaning to the dune sea. Yeah, we already knew yeah, it was dangerous, talk about, yeah. but uh, it travels through the sands, and it was a scary creature. Very, very scary creature. So, Big boy. Mando and Cobb Vant, they decide to collide and join join forces with each other. Cobb Vant says to Mando, if you help me kill this creature, I'll give you your armor. And they make that deal. Mando isn't going to back down from that. Yeah, no, of course not. So, they're travelling find out where this creature is and they get ambushed by Tusken Raiders. Cobb Vant does not trust these guys after many attacks on, on his town that he loves and cares about. And he says that a couple of times. He says, you know, he loves that town more than the armor. Mm -hmm. So yeah. he cares about that town a lot. So when these Tusken Raiders show up, he's immediately in gun mode. But Mando, our, our little bilingual Mando, gets talking to these guys and he manages to get the village and the Tusken Raiders to join sides, join forces, mm -hmm. to take on this beast this massive monster they've joined sides that was after we've seen what the uh crate dragon can do we meet its home in a sarlacc pit mm. jesus christ this thing is a sarlacc killer and we already knew the sarlacc pit was dangerous but it just it just proves it makes liam neeson's point true there is always a bigger fish <laughs> we know what this thing can do we've got two rivals joining sides to take on this beast now all they have to go do is kill it so they travel to the the home of the crate dragon and they take it on in a very creative battle 
like yeah. the I mean, underneath the belly. I remember you saying earlier that the Tuscan Rangers are pretty smart. Yeah. I, I think you can't really say that without bringing up that one who tried to tempt the crit dragon out of its hole and got just kept again okay. like, tripped up and eaten immediately. <laughs> there's, a, there's a couple of bad apples. There's always there. So <laughs> we've seen yeah. Tuscan Raiders getting slapped about by this thing. It's really screwing them up and they want to kill it as well. And they've they've come to an agreement that if they join forces they won't attack the village if they don't provoke them. Pretty fair deal if you ask me. Yes. So they gather the villagers and the Tuscan raiders. They load bombs onto the what are they called? The banthas and they Banthus, set off. Yes. Yeah, but a little issue, a little bit of conflict as one of the Tuscan raiders drops an explosive and the villagers kick off. That was the first time we see Cobb Vanth defending a Tuscan raider. You know, he he trusts Mando and yeah. these Tuscan raiders, and I thought that was a really good moment to see Cobb Vanth standing up for the Tuscan raiders. Yeah, he realizes there's a there's a bigger fight to be fought. Yeah, definitely, especially in the scene we'd seen before with him taking on the Tuscan Raider group, and then Mando mm. trying to trying to flamethrower them. Yeah, I thought that was so, a bit of a dangerous way to silence an argument. Yeah, definitely. Maybe a gunshot in the air would have settled it, but yeah. no, Mando Mando was all out with his flamethrower. Yeah, almost burns his, their face off. <laughs> so we move now to the Sarlacc pit, the final battle, the moment this episode's been building up to. And they take on the Crit Dragon. They lure it out with explosives underneath the sand. Once again, we see Tusken Raiders getting screwed up by screaming into the pit. You think yeah. you think they'd learn, but they didn't. You'd think that they'd like stand a bit further back, you know, yeah. or not send like four of them out there. Yeah. So here he comes out and they start firing um, spikes into it with ropes on the end, trying to pull this thing out to the explosives. And it's a struggle, it's a fight. Mm-hmm. Mando and Cobb Vanth are sat back looking looking badass and the thing just won't move forward they keep trying they keep trying and eventually they get it out they sell the explosives but it wouldn't be star wars if that thing had died straight away of course yeah. it would. it's never gonna kill it but not only that they've very 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 annoyed it, it this thing's raging now and yeah. it starts traveling up mountains and up getting the high ground you know it's it's really read it's obi-wan books see it's definitely seen revenge of the sith and it <laughs> comes out of the mountains and it's spitting this acid stuff everywhere. It's hell. It's really hellish. Yeah. And Mando, you know, he, he isn't leaving. He ain't going out with a fight. So him and Cobb Vanth in a really cool scene set off their jetpacks up to the mountain to take on this thing. And they start shooting at it and nothing's happening. Yeah, I was just looking at like, imagine if that was Boba Fett oh, flying yeah. up with Mando. That, be... that would have been insane. That would be so cool. But anyway, we see Mando taking on the, the Crate Dragon and it's not working. His gunshots are just practically being swallowed by this thing. And Mando finally thinks of a plan, and he sees this bantha with explosive straps to it. He, he gets comfy, and he says to his co-partner, Cobb Van, if I die here, take care of the child. It's your responsibility. Mm-hmm. And then the crate dragon tunnels towards them. He hits Cobb Van's jetpack. He goes flying, like Boba Fett did in, yep. yeah. in Return of the Jedi. And the crate dragon swallows Mando, and a poor Bantha. Yeah, I don't think the Bantha kept trying to uh, tug away from Mando. Yeah, he kept trying to run. Mando had to pull the thing back after it broke the rope. Yeah. But Mando goes inside Crit Dragon in its in its belly, maybe just in its mouth, we don't know. And uh, the, everything disappears. Crit Dragon goes back into the sand and everything's quiet. All of a sudden, the sand 
starts shaking again, and out it arises. A big, explosive ion burst, potentially. It was like a stun. Comes out from the crate dragon's mouth. Mandel flies out of its mouth, and boom, the thing combusts. It's gone. Yeah. Mando's finally killed it, covered in the acid in its in its goop. I don't think that was the acid it was spitting about. I think that's just stomach lining. Yeah, that, that's just an uh, innards. Yeah, inner goop. And they fly out, lands, gets comfy, and they've completed the mission. They've killed mm. the great dragon. Mando, once again, hero of the episode, he gets his armor off of his co-partner, Cobb Vant, and he begins to set off. That's after the, uh, the Tusken Raiders find the peril great dragon, which... I don't understand the reference to. If you're a High Republic, Old Republic kind of guy, you seem you'll you'll know a little bit of that peril. I wasn't too sure on it. Yeah. Did, uh, um, well, I've not really met it. I'm looking into it, yeah. and it's um something that is worth a lot of money. Yeah, that's for sure. I, I can imagine. Oh yeah, definitely. And um, rarely a stone would contain a kyber crystal. Ooh, so that adds to its worth. Yeah, one hundred percent. So. We'll move on now. I've blabbed on about this, and I know you'll want to talk about the end scene. Ruri, I'll let you take this end scene of man, man. riding off in the sunset. Man, I don't... <laughs> See, I think we all knew both how it was going to return. Ever since those trailers where we saw somebody riding a, a speeder bike and Boba Fett's helmet hanging off the side. Yeah. Of course, that wasn't Boba. That was Mando in the end. But as, the, uh, as an onlooker watches Mando speed away and turns around to reveal that's the man himself tamira morrison honestly i'm so happy to see him back in a live action form yeah and just as happy as i am to see boba fett oh yeah definitely it was so interesting to see him back Mm -hmm. as boba fett first time playing boba fett of course well the first time physically playing him physically yeah obviously Obviously in in the the 2004 remasters of uh of star wars empire strikes back in episode six he voices over the first lines but uh, we've got him he's back well it it is boba fett obviously we can get into the theories of stuff we ought with the most evidence is pointing to boba fett but we still haven't got a name we've still not got a confirmation yeah i mean considering how he looks obviously he doesn't look that great but he looks yeah, younger like younger than a clone would look yeah at that definitely point. well we've seen what the clones looked like in rebels yeah and clones. that was um yeah that was 10 years before this and yeah. that's 20 years for a clone yeah definitely so i think it's definitely boba fett there's in fact you know without a doubt it's gotta be boba fett gotta be yeah. So that's our little breakdown of the episode. We'll now get into our opinions on the episode. A couple of Easter eggs we noticed here and there. And then I think that's all we've got to talk about. So we'll start with our opinion. In fact, no, we'll start with our reference uh, references we see in the episode. It starts in our first scene with loads of graffitis, graffiti art on the wall. We see a little C-3PO art. Obviously, is he kind of a hero of the... Of He's the... a hero, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, what he did... I mean, uh, droids play go a bit more unnoticed than yeah. Luke and Han and Leia, etc. But nobody can doubt that he was a hero of the rebellion. Oh yeah, definitely. So there he is in his art. That let me just. I'm just this isn't confirmed, but it's rumored that Sabine had done a bit a bit of art on that wall. It does rumored. look like a, it does look like a Sabine art piece. Yeah. So we see C three PO, a couple of stormtrooper helmets graffitied onto the wall. We then travel to Tatooine. Ruri, I can imagine you're dying to talk about 
another little droid that we see. Yep, what we see in the hangar bay is R5. He was a droid that, if it wasn't for his motivator bursting, the Death Star would never have been destroyed. That's true. Again, yeah, uh, just like C-3PO, he's a war hero. Yeah. <laughs> um, as Cologne, uh tried to buy him from the Jawas in episode 4, and as he was crawling his way over there, his motivator blew. And you can still see the carbon scoring yeah. on the top of his, um, uh, on the top of the droid, which I thought was really cool to see. Indeed. We then travel a little bit into the episode where we see Mando on his speeder bike and Cobb Van in his pod mm. racer. Yeah. But it's a familiar pod racer. Mm -hmm. with the Anakin Skywalker's, well, a piece of his pod racer. Yes, one of the engines. Yeah, converted into its own little speeder bike type thing. Yeah, that was very cool. It was really interesting to see. It was looking nice. I, when I saw it, I didn't recognize it to start with. But I, well, I did recognize it, but it didn't click in my brain. I noticed it was a pod racer, but I didn't yeah. know it was Anakin's. Yeah, yeah I read afterwards that it was Anakin's pod racer. And mm. again, just even more class from the Mandalorian writers, adding in these little details that we see throughout the episode. I'm not sure if there's any more Easter eggs, apart from, obviously, Boba Fett and the Crit Dragon Peril, which we've already talked about. There's nothing else really big, apart from a little detail where if we travel back to A New Hope, we hear Obi-Wan Kenobi, Ben Kenobi, whatever you want to call him, screaming at the Tusken Raiders, saving Luke after he gets attacked by the Tusken Raiders. Mm -hmm. And he makes a noise. Now, at the time, I can't imagine of recording they were thinking of a crate dragon, but that was confirmed that Obi-Wan Kenobi was making the noise of a crate dragon to scare off the Tusken Raiders. Now, I'm yeah. not going to lie, if I was a Tusken Raider and I saw an old dude making noises in a cloak, I'd laugh. But you know what? I'd, I'd also probably run, because that's scary. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's spooky. Yeah. Probably... That was probably just a play on what footage they had in the past. But... Yeah, it, it would be the first thing we've done that from that scene. Because yeah. obviously um, when Obi-Wan puts his hand on Luke's head, uh -huh. that that's now force healing. Mm -hmm. After that being seen prominently in the sequels. Yeah, and then obviously there's also the hello there. Of course, yeah. Yeah, so there was a couple of Easter eggs, very big Easter eggs in my eyes, mm -hmm. but yeah. they were they were nice to see. I don't think there's anything else unless you've got anything. Well, if we've missed stuff, do tell us. Oh yeah, 100%. We love hearing about this stuff. Gives us stuff to talk about on the show. So once again, comment section is open. Yes. So we'll move on now to our opinions of the show and what we think's coming in the next couple of episodes. Obviously, Friday's coming up. I've got a lot of editing to do, so we'll get right yeah. into this. Opinions on Chapter 9, The Marshall, Rory. I thought it was, it was the best Mandalorian episode so far. I mean, I, I I think I have said before that The Mandalorian Season 1 didn't capture me as much as mm -hmm. it did everyone else, so I thought there was too many filler episodes, and I thought it just wasn't really going anywhere. Yeah. But I'm really looking forward to Season 2, because now we've got a purpose the Mandalorian has a purpose. He has to deliver the child to his home. Mm -hmm. And so we've got something that, that it's building up towards. Season one didn't really feel like it was building towards anything. It was just going about doing stuff that didn't really feel all that necessary. Exploring the galaxy almost. He was just yeah. kind of showing us what was going on, which I, I suppose was helpful. You know, it was good yeah, to see. No, it was, it was good. It was good to see what else was going on in the galaxy. But at least with season two, we've now got a driven story. Yeah, I think we've um, got, if, we got to get show to someone. Yeah, if if they left it with just one season, I thought I'd be a bit like meh. But now that they're bringing it into a second season, it makes the first season better. Yeah, um, definitely. 
And I, I do feel that Boba Fett is going to be an antagonist. He's not going to be a good guy. Yeah, I can imagine he's going to be trying to trick... Because he technically isn't a Mandalorian. He was just kind of thought of as a Mandalorian. Um, yeah, he was raised by somebody who said he was a Mandalorian. Yeah. You know, technically he's not a Mandalorian, but he was raised under a Mandalorian. And he's he's a confusing guy. There's two sides to the argument, really. Yeah, I mean, there's even questions over whether Django was yeah. uh, a Mandalorian himself. I mean, just looking at the Wikipedia, he only claims to be from Concord Dawn. Mm-hmm. Which that that's a Mandalorian moon, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes, we uh, see that in Rebels. Yeah. So I mean, we don't know. You know, I reckon there's going to be a lot of tomfoolery from Boba Fett. You know, he's going to say, mm-hmm. "Oh, you've got my armor." Jesus Christ, that I was eaten by the Sarlacc pit. Please, please help me. And then he's gonna he's gonna turn him into an em- like the Empire or something. I reckon. Well, I, what's I left of the Empire? Yeah, what's what's left? What what's still going strong, which is not a lot. Season two is looking good. First episode, yeah. perfect. It's set it up I, so well. I don't think they could have done it any better. No, if I'm I, I, I was um I was expecting them to bring up Boba this episode. Yeah, I, I knew it was going to happen at some point, but I think they've done it very well. Oh, I mean, yeah, they've they've, they've made such an exciting and interesting first episode. You just want to watch the rest of it. Oh yeah, hundred percent. It's going to be good, and I am so excited for season two. It's oh. See when December 18th rolls around and we get the f- season finale. I don't know what I'm going to be able to do with myself after that. Like, <laughs> Watch it again. Oh yeah, 100%. Like, I can imagine, I'm just going to make this clear for all our listeners, Mandalorian, we, we, me and Marie, we sit down once a week. We will try and not talk about Mandalorian every single episode. But we're we're going to have to. We're, <laughs> it's, we're it's literally going to have to. It just it crossed my mind just there. Well, the biggest Star Wars thing going on right now. There's yeah. not really much else going on. Yeah, that's true. Um, uh, for the next we'll, episode, we'll try and um, do other stuff as well alongside it, but we're, we'll reserve some time for talking about the new episodes. Yeah, hundred percent. Whether that's a, a episode with two parts, so we talk about Mando to start with for fifty minutes or so, and then we have a chat about Lego. And that's fifty yeah. minutes, or whatever else uh, we yeah. feel like talking about. Then the episode we'll, rota yeah. will change massively yeah. for the memory because we we do only have time to sit down once a week and then Rory has to go off and do his studies I've I, I edit this from a college so it works out really well for us Rory gets to talk about Star Wars and I get to slave away behind a keyboard <laughs> I don't have any it's and I love it that's true that's true have we wrapped everything up anything else you want to mention not really I mean I feel like I mean you know what you guys should tell us what you thought about the Mandalorian episode of course I mean yeah We've talked about it for quite a while now. You're probably bored of listening to us talk about it, so I mean, <laughs> you, you should uh, tell us what you think. Yeah, I'd be really we'll interested do, to see that. Yeah, yeah, what we'll do is, is if you head over to our Facebook or just the uh, comment section down below, if you head over to Yari Core and Young Han Solo Core, we'll put up posts asking what you guys thought of it, get commenting on it, and we'll read some replies out on the podcast. Same with the comment mm-hmm. section. If you want to tell us what you thought of The Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 1, and if you want to tell us what you predict in coming episodes, me and Rui sit down and we'll sit through all these comments yeah. and have a crack and chat about it. Yeah, and if you want to join the Discord as well, that's also a great place to talk about uh, Star Wars with us. Yeah, 100%. And if you get bored of Star Wars, we're, we're talking about other stuff, playing Among Us yeah. and all that sort of stuff. I guess we'll close the curtains now for the episode three of the podcast. Yeah, this, that's this podcasting. So... I was Hamish Smith. My links are all in the description along with Rory's. But if you want to go through all your links, Rory, I'll let you go ahead. Uh, they're, they're in the 
description there. Description. Once again, Rui, make sure to check him. Yeah, once again, Rui, thanks for joining me on the show. It's been a blast. Of course. Yep. And we'll see you next week when episode two is released. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yep, I saw so my. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see you next time, boys. We'll see you next week. Catch us later. Have a fantastic week. Remember, like, subscribe, share the podcast with your friends, and we'll see you later. Bye bye. Yep.